Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That just happened 41 to zero in a preseason game. You never see that. No, they, they need some milk. They need some, <laughs> they need some help. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but I love the way the Broncos looked. Uh, 41 to zero. That is a butt whooping. Um, and I think that's going to be a long playing ride home. Oh, my God. Even for preseason. I mean, could you imagine? Sean was pissed. After yeah. the Broncos lost last second in week one, yeah. he was just okay after week two. Could you imagine if the Broncos got beat 41-0, to zero, even with backups being in? Oh, he would not be happy. He would be livid. But the thing is, is Sean Payton today, he finally got to uh, fire up Club Dub there at Powerfield. <laughs> yeah. yes. Really excited for the Broncos <laughs> to get a big win like that at home. That was his coaching debut yeah. at Powerfield. So congratulations to them. I know it's just a preseason game, but anytime you win a game, 41-0, that says something. So oh I'm excited. Let's get into this. And, I mean, just uh, when you look all around the board, obviously offense yeah. scores 41 points. You know the last time they scored 41 points in the preseason? Nope. 1996. That was, was not, a good year. Not, it was. A, it was it's, it, yeah, it was a good year for the most part until yeah. the very end. Until the very end. Till, till the very end. Um, but if the Broncos have that sort of year this year, I think people will be we'll very happy yeah. with that. Uh, the defense, a shutout. And special teams, you just had one little blunder when Brett kicked the ball out of bounds off a kickoff. But otherwise, he was perfect kicking. I mean, this was as perfect of a game as you could have imagined. And I think fans are fired up for the regular season. And now, maybe the best thing about all of this, the next game the Broncos play, regular season. When it matters the most in yeah. 15 days, the Las Vegas Raiders are here for a real Football game. I cannot wait for that. 
This is exciting. It's, I'm it's ready for here. that regular season football too. Todd, when it's these two weeks before that home opener, from the player perspective, like what are these two weeks really like as you're gearing up for that home opener? You know, I think it's it's like the funnest time, you know, before the season because everybody has such anticipation for what we can be as a team. Everybody's excited to get started. Everybody wants to get rolling. Um, you know, I'm used to having that fourth preseason game and not really focusing on that, kind of getting ready for, you know, the next opponent. So um, it's, I think it's the best time of the season because nothing has happened yet, but you really feel like the sky's the limit. Yeah. And what good timing for the Denver Broncos to have their best preseason yep. performance yep. before their home opener that really set the tone on what it's like when these guys walk into Empower Field at Mile High, they park their cars, they walk in through the fan tunnel, they get to dap up all the fans, sign some autographs, and then, I guess, go in and win 41-0. Yeah, and I mean, I got to say, the Broncos should pay attention to trends. Nothing happens by accident, right? Yep. I think that's what Sean Payton thinks. And the trend that I'm seeing is when Todd Davis is on the hey, field what, what? for coin toss, yeah, yeah. the Broncos win 41-0. to What a cool moment. Yeah, that was great, man. It was. It felt great to be back in the stadium. I feel like I got a lot of love. Got to talk to Sean, Joe Vitt, um, a, lot of, a lot of players that I got to interact with. And it was just fun, man. It was fun to be back. And uh, I won't, I'm not saying that I helped, but you know what I'm saying? It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. It, it didn't I can hurt. say that for sure. Uh, man, you were, you were uh, yeah, I mean, here we go. Here's a little video of it. Let's pull that up here, you hear, uh, make it bigger. So my only issue with this, Todd, is so you're, you were kind of like the honorary person for the coin toss. Right? Yeah. Is, that, is that your title? Yeah, that was it. My only issue, though, you had nothing to do with the coin toss. I thought they were going to let you flip the coin. Would I, that have been like a conflict of interest, maybe? Yeah, I think so. But I think it all worked out because I was going to tell them to go with tails. Yeah. And then my boy Royce Freeman, who we all know, yep. he's yep. Yep. Bronco, he picked heads. And the moment he said, I said, man, that's a bad call. That's a terrible <laughs> call. Uh, and it ended up working out for us. So it, it was all good. It did. And then, I mean, like you said, Right before the game started, I mean, the, the coin toss, you walk off, that's right before the game started. Sean Payton's dapping you up. I yeah. saw Justin Simmons giving you some love. You said Joe Vitt as yeah. well. You were just a rock star on the sideline. I mean, it was great, man. I think you um, you forget how much love and energy and good energy you have once you leave someplace, but yeah. it felt good to be back there and uh, being able to talk with old friends and old coaches and so many people that I had a lot of respect for and them showing me respect in the same regard. It was just a fun night for me. Man, and uh, you've got some bling on, some serious bling, but there's one <laughs> yeah. thing that's just taking center stage. That Super Bowl ring, baby. <laughs> Look at that. That is yes. awesome. You don't break that out often. No, no. But coming back to the to home, I like to call it, I yeah. had to bring it out. Yeah. It felt right to be back uh, in the city. I saw so much Super Bowl 50 memorabilia. It just felt good to be back there. So I had to wear it. What'd you think of the stadium with all the renovations? It looks great. Yeah. Um, it looks great. I think the Jumbotron is great. Um, my wife was telling me like they redid the suites and stuff. I had never seen it because I'm always <laughs> yeah, on the field, yeah. but the suites look great. I think the whole arena is really prime for the Broncos to really have a great season. They're definitely spending money where they need to. Yep. They're definitely making sure that the fans have a great experience in the yeah. stadium. So um, you guys get ready, man. I think it's going to be a good season. And how about this field? The field looked great. Yeah. They had a concert on it just like six days ago. They resodded the entire thing. We know last year when they did that, it cost yeah. them, what, like $300,000 or yep. something? And uh, they made it look great for a preseason game. Todd, like you said, they're spending all the right money, and they're just going to blow money to make this team look as good as they can to make the product look as good. But, Alexis, I got to ask you, first game 
not at home yeah. for you what was it like not being there oh i was at home but i was at my home, home for <laughs> yeah. a while and then i came to my dnvr home boom um eventually so yeah that was it was a weird feeling um it was really cool watching the game um and just kind of being able to hear some of that background noise and some of the fun things that we had talked about before i'd left the broncos in terms of game entertainment and some of the things that they were going to put on that jumbotron and DJ Squizzy Taylor, my guy, <laughs> there for pregame warm-up. So um, it was really cool to see some of the things that they continued to implement after I was gone and some of the new ideas that they had come up with just in terms of game entertainment. So I do know that that is a huge area of focus for the Broncos. And, you know, like we talked about with re renovations and the Jumbotron and food, like there's some $5 food items. Like the fact that the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group is putting this much into the fan experience uh, says a lot about who they are. And also, they're the wealthiest owners in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to give you a break on a, a pretzel or a hot dog is probably not going to, you know, affect their pocketbook much. So it's really cool that the fans are going to be able to enjoy that. And it was just the the whole game and experience and, and vibe of the fans. It was fun as hell. Yeah. And it's a preseason game. Sometimes yeah. those can drag, drag on. Yeah. And well, that on. first quarter, and I was like, did. <laughs> Yes, it dragged on for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that game was only like three hours and 15 minutes minutes long because it yeah. was on pace to be like a seven hour game at one point the broncos are on pace to win like 70 to zero they're mm -hmm. on pace to have like 800 yards Rolling. yeah it's supposed to be an nba score exactly yeah. and let's dive into the game what was your biggest takeaway from the absolute beatdown? i think it looked good all the way around but if i have to give the biggest takeaway it was uh jared stidham and albert O. Mm -hmm. I think if albert O can run an over route every play <laughs> throughout the entire season um he would be a great addition to the Broncos tight end room. I think they should find a way to keep him on the team. He looked really good in uh, run blocking. I saw him make a really yep. good run block on the goal line for them to burst in there and get a touchdown. Um, but Albert Oldman, hats off to him. I know he had a lot of pressure, a lot of people not knowing if he was going to really yep. make the team. I feel like he came out and played in a way that he should be able to make the team, you know? So hopefully he does. Yeah. Oh. For me, Jaleel McLaughlin. Yep. Like, he's a guy who I tweeted last week. Like, I do not want to see him in this third and final preseason game. And as much as when I first saw him out there, I was like, damn it. No, <laughs> like, we need to keep this guy safe. We yep. need to keep him healthy. Yep. At the same time, he is so fun, so entertaining to watch. Um, this guy, I mean, it's not like he was up in the air. Like, say, like an Albert o, who I think, again, all this week, last week, tonight, like, made a case to make this team. Jaleel's been a lock for as long as we could all remember, but to see him continue to make big plays, um, his runs, like his legs are so powerful. Yeah. And we were talking earlier before the show started, we're like, this guy doesn't even look like a running back. Mm -hmm. He looks like a linebacker. He looks yeah. like somebody who should be playing any other position but running back. So uh, it's really cool to see him continue to come in night in, night out, practice in, practice out. And, and show up and just make big plays. And there's, there's someone on this set that knows all too well uh, that you play great in college, you do yep. everything you need to do to be drafted, but you come from a small school, mm -hmm. so people just say, yeah, undrafted guy. Yeah. I mean, Todd, it, Sacramento State, you did everything you could have in oh, high I school and college. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought I was talking about myself, maybe. Um, but you do everything you can. Jaleel McLaughlin goes out there, sets the record yep. for most rushing yards ever not just at his school by anyone but every team's like ah you're a little undersized ah you came from a small school 
so we don't believe in you. And then he just comes out and does the exact same thing in the NFL, not just in this game, but all of preseason. Four touchdowns, I believe, in preseason for him. And then he's also been doing it every single day in practice. It's just wild how the NFL sometimes overthinks things way too much, whether that comes to game planning, whether it comes to player evaluation. To me, if a guy can play football and Mm -hmm. uh, he's not like way too slow or something, he could probably play football at the next level, and that's exactly what Jaleel has proven uh, really since he joined the team months ago. Yeah, I think he's looked great, and I think that I, I really wish I could be in the front office. I feel like I would be a great evaluator yeah. of talent um, because it's really not what where you come from or, you know, what school you're at. It's really can you play football, like you said. And I think he's proven it. He continues to prove it. I don't know how so many guys missed out on him, but I'm glad that they did yeah. because yeah. now he's here as a Bronco. I look forward to him making, you know, more of a name for himself. He continues to make plays. There's so many times throughout the game where I'm like, oh, he's about to get tackled. Oh, maybe yeah, not. Like, yeah, he continues yeah. to keep his legs turning, and he really shows you that he can be a powerful back, and he looks fast out there. Yeah, he does. And one of the things that we hadn't really seen too much of in games that we got to see tonight because he was the Broncos' starting running back and given way too long to play, I agree with you, Alexis. Yeah. When he was out there to start, I'm like, come on. He's made the team. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Then when and he's he out there. there to start the second half, I'm yeah. like, what are we doing? I Get know. him. Especially... He, he had been injured and been looked at by the trainers ankle. in the first yeah. half. And then they bring him back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is wild. But he can run in between the tackles. Yep. And, I mean, we saw another undrafted running back uh, who came in and did very well between the tackles, outside the tackles, Philip Lindsay. Yep. And that was kind of maybe the biggest question with Phil was, okay, kind of a smaller guy. Can he, can he have success in the tackles? The answer was yes, Jaleel. He looked very comfortable within the tackles. And that's not a surprise because he's been doing it for five years in college as well. Yeah. Um, but you guys started with the two biggest questions that we had. In fact, it was the pod headline. Are Albert O and Jaleel McLaughlin locks to make this roster? And it sounds like it's a yes across the board. For me, I mean, Is there I a little hesitation? So. I mean, the Albert O, I've been the biggest Albert O fan since day one of training camp. I mean, he was a guy we were talking about, hey, who do you want to interview throughout training camp? Yep. And I'm like, Albert O's on my list. And I know some people had mentioned, they're like, well, why do you want to interview somebody who is probably not even going to make this team? Yep. And I was like, I think he's going to be a late bloomer in camp but I think he makes this roster and I think there's a way for him. I mean, I think somebody like a Michael Burton's going to have to not make this team. Mm -hmm. And maybe you throw Nate Adkins in as that F back, but I think there is a way for Alberto to make this team. And if not, then I want to talk about maybe the strategy of George Payton then and Sean Payton, because what they did tonight is they put him in perfect position Mm -hmm. to make huge plays and to Mm. look damn good to a point where I'm like, huh, Mm. did they put him in perfect position to increase his trade stock? Mm. That's, that's a great angle. Um, I don't know. It's one of the two. They're either like, we want you Alberto go out there and ball out or, Hey, we want to get something for you and talk about this. Um, who led the team in targets? Do you think tonight? Mm. Alberto. Alberto yeah. led the team. Who led the team in receptions? Alberto. Alberto, Alberto led the team in receiving yards. Alberto, Alberto led See? the team in touchdowns. Alberto as well. Yeah. And so you're right. I mean, it could have been a coordinated effort. That would be fascinating. But I got to say, if they do trade him, they better get something good in return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a fourth round pick. You really 
spent, not wasted, but spent three full years developing him mm -hmm. and going through all of the lows that he had to go yeah. through and getting questioned of why is he even on this team yep. to now when he's finally hitting his peak. If you trade him anything for less than a fourth, then I don't know what you're doing. That doesn't make sense. I don't think they would get a fourth back for him right now yeah, just be because, tough. I mean, Aqib Tlaib was traded for a fifth-round pick. Now, yeah. he had yeah. a big contract, too. So, But I don't think you're going to get a fourth. But to me, it just would make no sense. Wasn't Trey Lance traded for a fourth? Yes, he was. Exactly. <laughs> just went, from, went from three firsts three first to a fourth. Rounds. How about yeah. that? Um, and so, to me, they'd have to get something big in return. Because what I saw from Albert O tonight was a guy that can not just make this team and should make this team, but could have a good impact on this right. team this year. Yeah, I don't see a way that they let him go. I don't think that they should. Um, and like you said, I don't really see them getting more than maybe a fifth or sixth round pick for him. I don't think he's done enough to produce to make people feel like he's worth a fourth or third round pick overall. Tonight, he if he played like this every game, then yes, yeah. I think he'd be worth it. But tonight, I think he did enough to punch his ticket to stay here. And hopefully they find a way to keep him here. And I know guys, there's guys that I've played with that it took it took them two or three years just to get their feet underneath yeah. them. Yeah. Some guys need a little bit more time. And I think we see it paying off for him in pass protection, pass running, pass routes, and then also run blocking. Like yeah. Every aspect of his game looks tremendously better this year than it has any other yeah. year. And spot on. I mean, I, I talked about the the receiving stats he had, which are, are, are mind-blowing, especially for mm -hmm. a preseason game where he didn't play every single snap like he would if he was a starter in a regular season game. But his entire game was great. And uh, the special teams coordinator this week, Ben Kotwika, said this is going to be a huge game for Alberto. Mm -hmm. And I think he just blew those expectations out of the water. And in fact, Sean Payton just spoke about Alberto. And he didn't say he's a lock to make the team, mm. but I think he said something right next to that. And let's talk about that after I tell you about our friends over at Spirit Hound. Spirit Hound, raise a glass. I know a lot of you, what are we looking at? 10.36 p.m. right now on a Saturday night. A lot of you guys probably enjoying a beverage right now. Hopefully it's Spirit Hound. One of my friends, uh, I, I got him a, a gift this past week and I was at the liquor store and I'm like, well, he likes whiskey. What do I get him? I saw Spirit Hound. I was like, gotta support the Colorado company he said it's great and not only does he say it's great it's an award-winning whiskey it's the 2022 whiskey of the year at the london spirits competition so if you want a great spirit uh they've got a couple available you can get it at spirit hound and you can get it in over 40 different states you don't just have to go to um, their tap room in the highlands or in lions colorado you can get it in 40 different states so check them out when you see it at the store get spirit hound Go get that spirit hound. And also, um, as you're in the contest, you should definitely check out Splash Sports. DMVR has a weekly pick X contest for everyone to participate for real money. Um, this is how you enter. You head to splashsports.com forward slash DMVR. The link is in the description. Um, and sign up. Deposit cash to get started and enter DMVR's weekly NFL pick X contest for just $20. Now, that's crazy because you could you could win these three prizes. The first prize is $7,500. Ooh. The second prize is $2,160. It's a random number, but that's the second <laughs> prize. And the third prize is $1,080. So we'll be running these contests weekly all year. So be sure 
to keep that link handy and go sign up. Once again, the link is splashsports.com forward slash DNVR. Man, so Sean Payton, I'm just looking at some of these quotes that he's already put out. You can tell he's over the moon happy mm-hmm. yeah. about the way that this went. I mean, he's saying that even the players that are cut, their dreams are still alive yep. with other mm-hmm. teams because of how well they played tonight. You can tell he's so happy. And with Alberto, here's what he had to say. He uh, was asked about Alberto, and he said um, about guys who were who pushed mm-hmm. to get a spot tonight, and he said Alberto's one of those guys. Had a big night. Holy cow. Mm. Sean said holy cow. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a guy that either is making your 53 or you're like telling every other team in the league like holy cow look at this yeah. guy or you're you gonna know? hide him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're right you can't hide him now exactly <laughs> and the thing is is i actually just saw a comment and it's really true sean payton is the guy who said you know you'd hate to cut a guy and then see him become a star somewhere else mm-hmm. and when you think about alberto and his timing i think we can all agree that tight end is one of those positions that is maybe one of the toughest to transition from the college game to the NFL. And so while it feels like it's just taken Alberto so long to really show up in this league, his timing is not like absurdly late. Like it's about right. When you think of three different head coaches, Mm -hmm. different systems that he's been in different quarterbacks that he's played with. Like if you really think about it, he's, kind of right on track maybe a little little bit of a late bloomer but pretty much right on track when you think about that tight end position and making that big transition yeah and I think for young players you always progress faster when you have somebody to learn from and I can't really say he's had a dominant tight end to learn from while he's here I mean he's watched Noah Fan. he's watched Greg Dulcich but those are both two very young tight ends that are learning the game themselves so um, I think maybe this year watching Troutman may have been the first year he's had a veteran tight end to kind of learn from. So I think he's kind of right on track for his development, especially being a fourth round pick. Yeah. Yep. I think he's kind of right on track for where they expected him to progress to. Such great points. I, I love that. And then also the big playability. Mm-hmm. Troutman doesn't really have big playability as that tight end. Greg Dulcich does certainly yeah. have that. Um, but now it's not like you're just looking for one big play person from the tight end position. Because you're without Jerry Judy for likely a couple of weeks in the season. Mm -hmm. You're without Tim Patrick for the entire season. So you need big play guys on your offense wherever you can find them. And what was it, like third and 19? And Alberto catches a pass like 17 yards downfield. And then uh, gets another like three fights for another three i believe in the first half and then how about that one-handed catch that he had was that on fourth down too i think it was the diving one-handed catch just insane this guy can just ball and i think it's such a good point that it takes we were a little spoiled by by greg dulcich Mm -hmm. last year coming out uh as a rookie and putting up fantastic stats that you're right that does not happen um and he still only played what 10 games last year yeah Yeah. so yeah i mean his development was really interesting because he really gelled with Russell Wilson early in OTAs and minicamp. And then he missed all of last year's training camp. And so those little flashes that we saw, I mean, the London game always stands out to me in terms of like Greg Dulcich, big moments, but like we still haven't seen him consistently at all for a 17 game season. Right. So it's like, I I don't know. Alberto's one of those guys who I feel like has kind of been dealt an unlucky hand his first few years. And I love Todd's point about not having a guy to really learn from. And on top of that, 
I think that Albert O right now, he's been the best tight end on this team for mm-hmm. only the past two weeks. I mean, exactly since the Alexis interview. Um, so it's not like he's going to become the starter, but yeah. if Sean really is going to play the best players, Albert O should get some snaps week one against the Raiders, not just make this team, but be getting snaps in week one, potentially even ahead of Greg Dulcich. Ooh. That's tough. <laughs> Maybe That's not that tough. far. I don't, know if he'll, I don't know if he'll get to that point, but I definitely think he should make the team. Um, I wish he could get some snaps, but I don't I don't know if I see it happening just yet. I think it'll take some time. It may take um, somebody feeling tired or achy knee for him to really get in there um, <laughs> to get his shine on. But um, at some point within the season, we should see Alberto getting a significant amount of starts. And then Julio McLaughlin, lock. Yeah. Not even a conversation. Like, yep. move on. Yep. I, I, I totally agree. He's someone. So then I'll throw the same question to you. Should he be getting snaps week one? Maybe not significant snaps, but snaps. I think so. I say five. Five? Five. Yeah, because you got two healthy backs. Yep. You won't need him a lot. But I think five snaps, you get him acclimated um, to the NFL, you know, regular season. And then you also throw him in there, maybe get him out on the edge a little bit, let him use his speed. Um, get our guys a little bit of a break. So I think five to six snaps yeah. um, in the first first game would be good for him. Yeah, I like using him as a pass catcher mm-hmm. out of the backfield. I mean, he's proven that he can do it. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I think he's a really good guy to give Javante Williams coming back from such an intense injury, such a brutal injury. Like as much as Javante is ready and he is 100% and he's shown it, I still am like, let's just ease him into this season, let him – you know, get eight, ten carries a game. Samaje could do, you know, the bulk of the the heavy lifting here early. But I love that Jaleel is an option for this team as, you know, either, yeah, the legs or or hands out of the backfield. And you know what Sean loves to do? Screens. Jaleel on screens. Get him in space. Get him some speed. He is a tough guy to tackle. And you don't know what he's going to do. If he's just going to stop on you, Uh if he's going to use his fancy Mm. footwork uh, to move by you, he is just so electric and fun. I I absolutely – Todd, I think you're probably right. Five or six snaps is probably what he's going to get week one. Um, But those are five or six snaps where he could get the ball on three or four of them. And and I could see Sean absolutely maximizing him. Um, Okay, so we've answered that big question. Who else's stock is up after this game? After 41 to 0 beatdown, probably a lot of people's stock. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of them. Uh, but I think we got to talk about Jared Stidham. Yep. Uh, I think this is the best he's played yep. all preseason. Uh, the first two games, I don't think he played his best football. Um, but definitely tonight, I felt like he was playing uh, loose and free. There was a couple footballs that I felt like were. Um, not iffy, but he just you gotta be you gotta feel good to make certain throws. You know, he was mm-hmm. making throws in tight windows, giving guys a chance to make plays. So you definitely knew that he was uh feeling more comfortable with himself and the playbook. So uh, I think he played his best his best brand of football and really looked like a really good uh backup quarterback. Of one hundred percent, especially after the first game where he goes yeah. out against Cardinals is like what one for eight or something and yeah. looked like he was so uncomfortable in the pocket, couldn't move. Couldn't drive the the ball at all. And then tonight, he starts 7 for 7, 100 passing yards. I mean, led the team to 10-0. The very first drive, the Broncos go down and get a touchdown. He looks so comfortable. He moved really well. 
and then he just started getting beat up yeah. Uh, yeah. there and i was like take him out we've seen enough and yeah. sean's like nope you're going back out there you're yeah. going back out there and at halftime jared stidham was on pace to throw for almost 500 <laughs> yards in this game i mean it, it was it was a great performance where i feel so much better about him as a backup quarterback oh, yeah. i know he was playing against backups but i feel so much better about him being the broncos backup than i did 12 hours ago yeah and i think what's funny is maybe it's because i just watched swamp kings like yesterday i finished it completely just cranked on did that. you like it that's loved a great it. yeah it was loved great. it absolutely like there was a few things if we want my review we could get to this later that i was like did you guys really just blaze past it? like you guys mentioned aaron hernandez's right. name once and yeah. just like never yeah. brought it up again but mm -hmm. maybe it's because i have tim tebow on the brain like that <laughs> one carry for like 20 yards like he was he looked the, where he was sat, like he was sacked. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then he escaped yeah. and somehow picked up twenty yards yeah. with his legs. And I was just like, "Holy Timmy <laughs> T, like let's go!" Um, I was surprised by his mobility. His decision making was on point. Um, it was just the perfect game to leave like the best taste in my mouth heading into this Tuesday, two o'clock. You know, roster setting at, at you know what is that 53 man roster um i think i mean it's not like we were really discussing this huge quarterback competition all three guys are going to be on this roster mm -hmm. but it makes me feel really good about Jarrett being number two and how about the bombs that he was throwing Some to bombs. the yeah. one to Some marvin mims yeah. which great play i cannot by marvin. wait to hear hank just eat his words <laughs> on this podcast the next time that he is on here if yeah. i'm not here one of you two need to call him out on Marvin Mass. I think actually right when he caught that pass, um, I looked over at Hank and said, feeling pretty good about Marvin Mims, aren't mm. we? Yeah. So I already gave it to him uh, literally seconds after. Um, and then the other bomb that he had to, uh, who was the other bomb to? Was it Brandon, Brandon Johnson? Johnson? Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jared was letting it fly. I loved it. Yeah, and he was sitting in the pocket. That one to Marvin yeah. Mims, he took a hit. And like you, you got to be a confident quarterback yes, to did. know you're about to get hit in the mouth and still sit in the pocket and deliver a nice, uh, nice pass. And I think he did, man. So uh, there was a couple, couple good plays by him, man. He's looking good this game. Yeah, That's all heart. That's yeah, all heart. So yep. you're about to get lit up. Yep, yep. And then yeah. Marvin Mims, um, that that catch. And then also, I mean, that catch was great because it was pass interference by yep. the defense. Yep. He still fought through that. He read the ball perfectly to know that he had to come back to it a little bit fought through the contact, then just a rookie probably after playing your entire career where if you are on the ground, you're, you're down no mm -hmm. matter what. But to have the awareness to get up because he might have not been touched and run to the end zone, you probably don't see a lot of rookies make that type of play. So yeah. that's something that Sean Payton's got to love is his awareness. And then the toughness, mm -hmm. how about that jet sweep where it looked like he was going to get a touchdown and then he was absolutely ripped down uh -huh. by his face mask. I mean, it was so brutal. They ejected the guy that that Perfect. ripped him down. Um, and Marvin Mims, I mean, I I love it. That I love my prediction that he's going to be the number two receiver on this team when Jerry's out. Yeah, I think you're right. Why not? Why not? I think he's, I think he's a young player, but he has a lot of talent. And then to your point about um, his ability and his thought process to get up and keep going, that shows that he's intentional in his preparation and he's um, he's thinking about how to create plays at this level you know he's not stagnant in where he was i think he's can be a good asset to this football team um number two let's go let's go i'm yep. with it yeah yep. there we that, go i love it that was such a heads up play by him 
I did not see where he was down by contact. I like I feel like we saw it from every angle, and I still never saw it. It was like, like a light you, tap. What? I think it was like a leg tap. Yeah, I think he was kicked. It was yeah, very it was unintentional. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't even think the guy like, meant to do it. No, I was like, no, I no. want to count that one for Marvin Mims I know. so bad. Yeah. I know. Me yeah. too. I want to as well. Um, okay, who else? I saying Bassey to me yes. uh, is a guy that we talk about Albert O making plays um, throughout preseason and Jaleel making plays. Three games, three interceptions for a saying Bassey who's really not just been a playmaker. Yep. He's a guy that's proven he has versatility, which is so key. If you're one of those last guys to make a roster, you have to play special teams. And then if you can add versatility, that's such an extra thing to have on your side. I mean, I in this pick that he had today, like the one in Arizona, this is yeah. the best one. The receiver felt this one was a great read. Yeah, this. great read. The way he was able to sink back in that pocket for that dig. Um, he it's like he knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, he was playing off a of number two, and I I just love the way he was able to read the quarterback and get that pick. And to me, this is his not his first real pick, but this is the pick that yeah. meant the most, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, more than the other two. But I think you gotta keep guys on the field when. Good things just happen when they're on the field. I think Justin Simmons is one of those guys. Like, doesn't matter. He may be in the mind of the other quarterback, but some way, somehow, that ball yeah. is coming to Justin Simmons' hands. Like, that's just how it works. And I think uh, Bassey has that same kind of um, ability to kind of, I don't know, get the ball, make things happen. And so you got to keep him on the field when you can. You saying Bassey is a quiet killer? Mm-hmm. Is what I'm say. <laughs> like he's he's very underrated. He's very he's not the guy who you know is going to get up on the podium and and say a lot. Or he's not somebody that you really think of when you think of a big playmaker for the Denver Broncos. That's because obviously he's been one of those guys who's been on the cusp every single year that he's been in Denver. But I think this has been his year. And like you guys mentioned, the two picks before they were good. He was in the right place at the right time like you still have to have the hands you still have to mm-hmm. come down with the football uh-huh. like in order to make those plays but the way he watched the quarterback's eyes on tonight's pick was absolutely flawless yeah it, it was exact he was exactly in the right place at the right time and still had to like turn around and make the play right like it was just very um i think indicative of the kind of player that he really is and for him to have three picks i mean Isang Bassi for me is a lock to make this team. A lock. I think he's a lock to make this team. Wow. Todd? I think he is too. Three See? picks and three pieces in games, like that's a ball out of control. You gotta keep that guy on your roster. Man, if if I'm a saying or anyone else that we're saying are locks tonight, yeah. I'm cracking open a Breck brew tonight and celebrating <laughs> with a Mountain Beach Sour, a like perfect like beer. It for uh, the the hot summer days that we've got going on. Mountain Beach Sour, a little bit of sour, uh, but a really nice light beer. And if you want to get your Breck beer on, go to breckbrew.com for their beer locator. You can find it all across the country and at the DNVR bar as well. But if you want to find a specific Breck brew, check out breckbrew.com. We went and toured uh, the Broncos Stadium yesterday. They've got Breck brews everywhere, including Broncos Country Pale Ale, which Mm. makes sense to have Broncos Country Pale Ale at Empower Field. So check out breckbrew.com. And if you're enjoying your Breck Brew watching the game, you're not in Colorado, I suggest that you go to Circuit Resorts and Casino. Um, There's a great property in Las Vegas. Nailed Um, it. (laughs) You get 20% (laughs) off your stay uh, with using code DMVR. So that's awesome. It's Vegas. Vegas is first ever adults only casino so you don't have to worry about the kids you can leave them at home and go have a good time it's the world's largest sports book it has a three-story stadium style 
amphitheater with pools and 95 screens. Um, it's a perfect place to watch the Broncos game. Um, it takes 10 people to operate 78 million pixels, pixel screens. So it's an amazing um, place to watch a game. So I think you should go. You should check them out. Once again, it's Circle Resorts and Casino. There's only one issue with tonight. One issue. You know what it is? The kickoff out of bounds? Okay, there's two issues <laughs> with tonight. That's one of them. The other, we have so many people watching right now and so few thumbs up. Hit us with what? the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. I know there are so many more people watching than we have. There we go. Oh, Not even on, a quarter of people have given us a thumbs up. Hit us with a thumbs up. It really, really helps us uh, and shows us that you like these post-game pods and these late-night pods. So hit us with a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. It's free. Like I said, it really helps us. Um, something that the Broncos need. Receivers. Mm -hmm. Like, not just receiver depth, but receivers for week one, potentially. And I think Lil Jordan Humphrey made a big jump tonight. I think... Okay, I, I can't say <laughs> I think go. he's Here a lock. He's a lock to make this team. <gasps> nice. Because I think Sean really wanted to highlight him tonight and give him an opportunity to either make the team or miss the team. Uh -huh. And I think he really stepped up. He was given four targets, four catches, and he was doing more than just catching the ball. Uh, he was running like a running back when he got the yep. ball in his hands. And to me... Him and Marquez Callaway were kind of on even level over these past couple of weeks, and it wasn't even close tonight. I think he took this and ran with it. He could be the Broncos' fourth receiver come week one, which is wild. So I guess if I'm saying that he's their fourth receiver, he's definitely a lock to make this team. Yeah, um, I think he's another guy that continues to prove himself uh, week in and week out. And like you said, we need some, we need some help. Uh, a little help at wide receiver. <laughs> so I think he may be he may be a lock to make this team, um, depending on the health of the other guys, but I think his depth is necessary. I think what's interesting about him is like where he was at last year, right? Like he was a free agent halfway through the season last season. So you could think like, okay, is he a guy that maybe you can slip him through on the practice squad? Mm, yeah. That kind of thing. But I think tonight he proved that he deserves a spot maybe over a guy like Kendall Hinton. And mm. unfortunately, like I'm the biggest Kendall Hinton fan we all Doesn't are. Doesn't sound like it. Um, hey, get out of here. <laughs> I really am, but I just feel like Lil Jordan just had a little bit better. <laughs> the little things are really, <laughs> these are kind of fun. He's had a little bit of a better uh, training camp. And I think today he caught everyone's eye. And I think he is a little bit more than just a, <laughs> yeah. a practice squad player. And he's a little bigger than most of the Broncos' other receivers. He yeah, brings that, that size. Cortland Sutton obviously has that. Then you would look to Tim Patrick. You can't do that now. Brandon Johnson, not the biggest guy. Marvin Mims, not a big dude by any means. Jerry Judy, not a big guy. So Lil Jordan does have that size. 6'4", 225. Yeah. I mean, we're almost talking Albert O size. We're almost talking tight end. He fits that Tim Patrick mold really, mm -hmm. really well. And I think when we talk about the dynamic duo of Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, the fact that we haven't seen them together as much as we would have hoped, I think Lil Jordan Humphrey is a really nice guy to fill that spot. I think Todd just gets a kick out of the Lil, Lil Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Lil Big Jordan. <laughs> the, other, the other day we were talking about him and somebody, I think it was Hank, he was like little, like, I feel like it was like very, 
pronounce Lil like Little Jordan. I was like, no, it's, it's Lil. You can say Lil. Lil. Like Lil John. And I actually, I heard the the way that he got that name was because his older brother, when he was born, wanted to name him Michael after Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, his mom said, I'm not going to do that. So the way to honor <laughs> Michael Jordan was to call him Lil Jordan. Okay. Isn't that kind of so cool? That is kind of cool. It. I love it. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny to be like, no, we're not going to name you Michael we'll to honor Michael Jordan. We'll name you Lil Jordan <laughs> to honor Michael Jordan. Um, quite a way there. Who else stood out to you and stock mm. rose in this game? Hmm. Hmm. Stock rose. Hmm. I don't know if his stock rose, but I think it kind of. I think he continues to perform at a good level. Is uh, Drew Sanders? I think he keeps, uh, you know, continuing to prove a, prove everyone right. You know, all the yeah. you know hype that's really been around his name. You know, to start the season, I think it's kind of true. Um, I thought that the the play he made was trash. That it was a flag. He's mm. not. He threw yeah. him on his head. Mm. He just made a good tackle. Um, and you got to be in a good position to really body slam somebody. So, uh, <laughs> that was sick. Uh, so yeah, I think he continues to look good. And, you know, me, I'm always watching the linebacker. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think he looks good um, and continues to. Man, I think Drew Sanders, we just got like the ultimate Drew Sanders uh, experience on multiple different plays. Yep. The one where yeah. he makes a really good tackle and then just body slams him at the end. Uh, Vance is probably going to say you can't do that. Uh -huh. uh, we've seen him two or three times in training camp where he makes a great play on a little running back and then he just throws him down way too hard and it's a flag in training yeah. camp, kind of just like today, where it's the ultimate Drew Sanders experience where he's just, he's so strong yep. and so big and so powerful that he just needs to learn to contain it a little bit. But it's after he's making great plays. Yeah. And then the interception, we also got the full yes. Drew Sanders experience yep. where he makes a great play oh on it. God. Then he takes off like he's a, a wide receiver or a running back. Yeah. And then the quarterback strips it. I mean, it's not a running back getting him. The quarterback, it wasn't Stetson it was Bennett, too. Like a tiny guy yeah. is stripping the ball from him, but he's just a playmaker. And, and my guy, Elijah Garcia, comes it, up yeah, with it. Yeah, comes up with yes. it. Uh, and, and Elijah Garcia, another riser, I thought. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think Elijah's been great, but to stick on the Drew Sanders note, I mean, I just feel like he fits that room really well. Yeah. Like, the starters are called the Bash Bros for a reason. Yeah. Like they are kind of there's like one screw loose yeah. <laughs> for those starters. Yeah. And I think Drew is learning from some really great guys right now. And he came in, that was already his game, but it's not like he has guys ahead of him that he's like, Oh, well, they don't play like this. They're all incredibly physical guys at that position in that room. Um, so I just love I think he fits in. I think, you know, we heard from Alex Singleton earlier this this training camp and he was just like hey he's really similar to us he plays just like us he's nothing like us in terms of personality i guess he's a really quiet guy mm -hmm. but i like a, another quiet killer kind of like my boy Isang. yeah i'm i like his uh his energy yeah i don't know why it's his fault that everybody's so small <laughs> yeah. get your weight up guys you don't want to get thrown around get, get in the weight room uh, that's not his fault but yeah i love physical play and he definitely brings it uh so i love seeing that as a linebacker so Keep doing it, man. I think you're doing a lot to make a name for yourself. And if they can find ways to have three linebackers on the field, him, Josie, and Singleton, I think that would be a good package. Um, yep. I see them doing a lot with Dime, but there's other things you can do to have three linebackers on the field. So let's 
Let's see what we could do, Vance. Let's let's put the package together. Get mm. all three of them boys out there. That'd Drew Drew Sanders maybe had one of the biggest compliments from Nick Saban that I have ever heard this past week. Mm. Now it wasn't directly a quote from Saban, but Saban was talking about the transfer portal, and he said, "There's only one guy in this new transfer portal that I've lost that I've been upset about." And someone that covers Alabama. Uh, speculated that he thought Saban was referring to Drew Sanders. Mm. If Nick Saban not only recruits you as a five-star recruit, but then is saying after he's been around you that that's the one guy that has left me that I've been upset about, oh my goodness, what a compliment. And then Jack Campbell, an inside linebacker from Iowa, gets drafted in the 20s, in the first round in the 20s in this draft. And there's a lot of draft analysts that said they like Drew Sanders more than Jack Campbell. So it's not a surprise that we're seeing Drew Sanders come out here despite being a third-round pick Mm -hmm. and just ball out of control because some people liked him more than a first-round guy. Nick Saban loves him. And I just wonder how they get him on the field. And I mean that in a good way because Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think Vance has to find a way to get him on the field. Vance has already admitted that we have packages designed for Drew and we haven't shown anyone what we're going to do with Drew because we have certain things that he can do that no one else can do. And I'm really excited to see what those things are because with Josie and Alex, you're, you're getting guys that you can count on and trust. And I have to imagine that is huge for a defensive coordinator. But with Drew, you're getting athleticism mm-hmm. that is pretty rare for that position. Yeah, and you're getting size. Um, I think they could even put him on the edge and let him blitz a little bit. I think he would feel comfortable out there. Imagine a package where you could have all three of those guys, like even like third and long, you can put together a package and have all all three of the inside linebackers plus Frank Clark and um, and our outside rushers um, all in one package and just let them go crazy and see if the office can handle it. Like, I think that would be a bomb package. I'm not even a coordinator them, but Man, I think I can could put be. together something. <laughs> a former inside linebacker advocating for more inside linebackers on the field at once. I've never that heard sounds about right. That. I'm with it. <laughs> I think what's interesting about what you just said too, um, that's pretty cool when you talk about like, hey, VJ said that there's packages with Drew Sanders that we haven't even seen yet. Think of just how many packages we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm, I right. mean, this is the preseason. Of course, they're gonna show us what. I mean, you would know 10%, mm-hmm. 20%. I, I don't know yeah, what the number that, is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the number of tricks up VJ's sleeve that we have yet to see is super exciting given the level of talent that I think this defense has. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. Um, someone else that, that I have to give a shout out to, Brandon Johnson. We talked about his big catch that he had. Yep. Receiver position. Um, he stepped in for Tim Patrick when Tim Patrick went down and Jerry was still healthy. Brandon Johnson was your third receiver when mm-hmm. Marvin Mims was was still working his way back uh, for, from that injury he had to start training camp. Brandon Johnson was easily the Broncos' number three receiver. And any important time in practice, Brandon Johnson was out there on the field with Russell Wilson. And Brandon Johnson, I think he was already a lock to make this team, but really, yeah. really solidified it. And I think it's going to be him and Marvin Mims competing for that number two spot. And then whoever doesn't get that's probably the third receiver if Jerry is not healthy come week one. So it was good to see Brandon come up with a big play because he's going to be counted on, especially early on this season. Yeah, he didn't really miss a beat. Um, I know he was working back from injury, um, and there was a lot, of, a lot of talk about, you know, who's going to be the guy to step up between him and Mims, and he didn't really let that get to him. 
didn't didn't miss a beat and he went out there and make made plays. That's all you can do is uh when you're when your number is called, go out there and make the plays that need to be made and um he's showing you that he can do it. So um he's getting healthier. Um he's pretty healthy now, so I look for him to make a lot more plays for the Broncos. Anyone else that we need to give a shout out to trending up because when people trend up it's probably some people that trend down uh-huh. and it doesn't feel like we should be talking about anyone trending down after a 41 to zero beatdown. Yeah. But there are some people whose stock did go down, but I want to make sure we gave the love to everyone we need to first. Anyone else that you want to mention? Um, is Maher back? Oh, he's, he's back. Is he, is he back? He's he back. seems like he's making a lot of kicks. Yeah. Yeah. No miss extra points. He's kind of, and, and if you want, you can give him the benefit of the doubt week one because that field was so awful. Yeah. If you want to yeah. be a Maher believer, you say, well, they're not going to play on fields that bad uh, like they did in Arizona when he missed the only kicks that he has. Yep. And, you know, I think you miss a few, you know, going back to last year. I think the best thing you can do is start making them. And since he started making them, he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. So maybe his headspace is back where it needs to be. So good point. maybe he's back. And, and that's also, all that matters, too, when you're a kicker. Just- yep. It's all here. Especially with his leg. Yeah. Like Elliot Fry. He's got a boot. He, he, he tried, but his leg probably topped out at like 57 yards on a good day. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Brett's leg tops out at like 75 yards. Now, they're never going to have him try a 75-yard field hey, goal. Hey, you never but know. I, Last yeah, exactly. Year. <laughs> but I think he could legitimately consistently make 65 yarders especially in denver that just shows how yeah. big his leg is so it's not an issue with his leg it's an yeah. issue with his head and i think his head might be might be feeling confident right, right now the only thing is the one issue that you brought Ooh. up is that kickoff that went out of bounds how much does that piss off sean uh, sean payton how much does that upset uh mike westhoff because will lutz Still an option. Mm-hmm. A guy that we know Sean Payton has trusted for years and years. Outside of that, though, he's Brett's done everything you could have asked in the past two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think with uh, Mike Westhoff in the building, I think he probably got a little bit of an earful. I mean, it was 41 to nil, but like I said, <laughs> yeah. he Westhoff probably said something to him. That, that's brutal. Those are just some of those little, that's a mental mistake. Those are things that you can't do. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think he's shown enough throughout the past couple of weeks. I, I think he's, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Fine? Fine. Fine. Freaked yeah. out, okay. insecure, uh, yeah. neurotic, and emotional? <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's probably how he, well, let's, ho- let's hope that's he, not how I he I don't is. want him freaked out, no. insecure, neurotic, <laughs> no. and emotional. I want him legit fine. Um, I also just want to give a hat tip to, Ben Danucci. Um, he went 11 for 15 for 117 yards and a touchdown. So as much as like today was kind of yeah. like the Jarrett Sidham Albert O show, uh, Ben came out. He looked good, um, which makes me happy that the Broncos can carry three quarterbacks. Yeah, and 14 points and a half. I like it. That's something that the Broncos are not used to since Peyton was yeah, around. With so third, with the third string guys, guys, many of them who won't be around, and that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We talked about three receivers trending up. Mm-hmm. I mean, some are probably trending down. You mentioned him already, Kendall Hinton. Um, unfortunately, what was it last week? He had two drops and a mm-hmm. penalty. Uh, today, he had a drop now. The pass was behind him, it but was. it still hit his hands. But he gets targeted twice today. Zero catches on those targets. And uh, he makes the team by a numbers game if they decide to hold six wide receivers. But right now... Maybe not looking the best for Kendall Hinton, who everyone in Denver just loves. Uh, and, can, uh, you know, 
in a, in a great way embraces as a Hall of Famer because he's got his Hall of yeah. Fame or he's got his stuff from that game he played quarterback in the Hall of Fame. But it's not looking good for him. I think Marquez Callaway and Jordan <laughs> yep. Yep. are going to be your two guys. And Kendall probably on the practice squad, which is a good spot for him. I think he'll he'll stick around. And we like him here in Denver. Yeah, and now maybe uh, I think it was Joe Lombardi, the offensive court. Mm-hmm. No, maybe it was Sean Payton, I think, actually, this week said we like Kendall Hinton in the slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they feel like they don't have a true slot guy, they've already identified uh, Kendall a- as that slot guy. So that that's how he would find his way on. But it was not – hasn't been the best 10 days for him. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I think, you know, catching the ball is kind of like kicking the ball. It's all about mental. We mm-hmm. talk about it with yeah. Jerry Judy and some mm-hmm. of his drops. And um, I'm not sure where his headspace is to why he's dropping passes. I don't think he was normally a guy that would drop passes. He was normally a guy that – um, got a few targets, but when he did get his targets, he made good plays with it. So hopefully he can get back into the headspace, maybe on practice squad for a little while until he figures it out. Um, but I think they should find some space for him um, to stay in this team in some capacity because he does have good route running ability and it is a good look for them in the slot if they need him. Yeah, another guy who, another receiver, who's probably not trending in the right direction, Mont- Montrell Washington. Mm-hmm. When Marvin Mims was dealing with that injury at the beginning of camp, Montrell Washington was like the Broncos' big play receiver. Now, it's t- typically happening with the second team, but he was the one getting the 50, only 50-yard 50 touchdown passes in training camp practices from Jarrett Stidham. And then since he's really fallen off in, in terms of the opportunities he's been given, but he was going to make this team as being the number one returner, mm-hmm. kick returner, punt returner. Today, he fair catches a ball at like the four and a half, five yard yeah. line. You really can't have that ever. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that we consistently saw last year where the the coaches kept telling him and then telling us like, he's got to put his feet at the eight yard line and cannot move backward. Mm-hmm. And then he would just consistently catch the ball at like the four yard line. And today, seeing him catch that ball at the five, I just thought, man, that's brutal, especially at the same time, the Marvin Mims, who's listed as a starting punt returner and kick returner, has that great 19 return, yard 19 return. yards, mm-hmm. where he just looked like a starting kick returner and punt returner yeah. in the NFL. So I think Marvin's easily, not just your number two receiver with Jerry out, but I think he's also easily your starting returner, period. I wonder if Montrell does that because it's the preseason and he wants to make a big play, right? I mean, I think Is that anytime... what he's telling Westhoff after? Yeah, right. No, I think, <laughs> I think that's the goal. I think that's the intention. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, he's probably going to Mike Westhoff saying, oops, sorry about that. That's <laughs> yeah. my bad. But I get a guy in the preseason wanting to make a splashy play. We know... You know, historically, that's how guys have made a 53-man roster. I mean, Terrell Davis is a great example yeah. of that, right? That was a big hit, not a return of any kind. But um, I just think that the intention is good. And maybe this is just because also I'm a Montreal fan. <laughs> uh, the intention's there, but, it, yeah, it's brutal and it can't happen. Yeah, uh, you know, I think for coaches, uh, new mistakes are okay, but, like, old mistakes, that's where it becomes a problem. Mm. So I think it's if this is, has yeah. been an issue and it continues to be an issue, like, you know, then that's where coaches can't really give you the benefit of the doubt, you know. Yep. Um, something new in the, ga- in the game comes up, then we can kind of work on that. But, you know, this is something <laughs> that he kind of needs to figure out and get right. So I don't know. I don't know how they feel about that. Man, well, it, feel, it feels like you've heard that, that before. Yeah. New mistakes. I- <laughs> <laughs> new mistakes are okay. Old ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you always Not have guys. Not directed at you, of course. No, but it was never it, me. Never, in the never. room that you've been in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely have guys in 
practice and in training camp where like coach has told you this 12 times and we go out to practice and all you have to do that day is get this one thing right yeah. and coach will be happy and you no. still can't get yeah. it right we call those guys can't get right but like <laughs> you know i definitely have seen it before and that's uh, that's where i feel like i got the understanding like maybe you mess up on something new like that's okay but right. don't keep messing up on the same thing like that's the worst thing you can do yeah no a hundred percent um two more guys that i don't think tonight played out well for them Nate Atkins, the tight end, not because mm-hmm. of anything he did, but just because of Albert O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's already three locks at tight end. Well, now four with Albert O. Yep. To carry a fifth tight end when you're also carrying a fullback, which would be like six tight ends kind of, that might just be really tough. Now, the good thing for Nate Atkins, um, he's done enough to certainly make the practice squad. Broncos will probably want uh, an extra tight end on the practice squad. So mm-hmm. he'll probably make the practice squad as an undrafted rookie. Um, that's not a bad place to be, to, nope. to start your career on a practice squad. No, practice squad, I mean, you're in the building, and we know how quick things happen, injuries, <laughs> yeah. knock on wood. Um, we, you. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's definitely not a bad place to be. I mean, as long as you're in the building, you're getting them checks, uh, you're, you're pretty good. What's interesting about Nate, though, is that he really can – I mean, he played fullback yeah. in college. Yeah. So I think you look for Nate to make this roster more as a fullback mm. than Michael Burton. I think I don't think mm. Michael Burton makes his team. What? Wow. Yeah. What? I think Nate Atkins takes his spot. Wow. Because Albert O made – I think he made a case for himself to, to be – in that tight end room. Wow, so Alberto didn't hurt Nate Adkins. He hurt Michael Burton. Burton. Wow. I, Dang. <laughs> Fire take. Fire. I mean, yeah. that that would that's be... A hot one. That's a hot one. That would, uh, that like would honestly... Like, this girl knows nothing about football. <laughs> that might be, like, the number one biggest surprise if Michael Burton doesn't make it, my I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Michael Burton makes this. Wow. We're going to clip that if it happens. Uh, you heard it from Alexis first. I think, like, I haven't heard that or from ever. anyone else. Yeah, I, know. I like that. Um, Wow, you're you guys mean, are gonna make fun of me. Jeez. I don't know. I'm just here for fire takes late on a late on a Saturday. And in honor of back of the roster Hank. Yeah. His guy, Alex Palchevsky. Oh god. Probably not the best night for him because we're talking about so many other guys on the offense doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to find roster spots at some point and he was uh or he is the undrafted rookie who just gets compliments left and right from every coach. And they say the exact same thing that Hank says about him. It doesn't look pretty when he's on the field, but he always gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Except for tonight. He had a holding penalty on, I think it was Stidham's sack that he got out of and then ran. Mm-hmm. I think that was Palchewski that just let the guy through untouched. Or there was another sack where he gave up at least one or two sacks tonight. Um, but again, just like Nate Adkins, probably a guy that's going to make it to your practice squad and, mm-hmm. the, and the coaching staff's going to love developing him because I wouldn't be surprised if he's their starting left tackle next year um, if they move on from Garrett Bowles. But just not the best night for him. And even Hank would say that about Pachevsky. I think he's taken him off his 53. Um, but honestly, tonight couldn't have gone better because we're, we're talking about pretty much all of these people that stocks are trending down yeah. because – other people's stocks trended up so much higher yep. that it just knocked them down. Where the first two games, we could have come on here and been like, man, a lot of stocks trending down. We do, we do not feel good about the depth of this team. Um, but I'm feeling so much better about the depth of this team now than I was this morning. Yeah, I mean, 41-0. to zero, I mean, what, what can we really say? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's a great game all the way around. Even that kick out of bounds, I think – 
you know, you kind of fast forward through that a little bit um, at a 41 to zero win. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it would be a good film session. These are the film sessions you want to go to. <laughs> yes. Like the next day when you watch a film, like you might bring donuts in for everybody, <laughs> get some coffee. Let's, let's sit back and enjoy this. Um, cause it doesn't always happen this pretty, but this is, that was a pretty one. And when you go to that film session, everyone's wearing shady rays cause the uh-huh. film is so Ew. bright of what's Shining. going on. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I need shady rays, not because of these lights that we have behind the set, but because of Todd's bling, it's so Seriously. bright. So make sure to check out shadyrays.com. And if you get two or more pairs of sunglasses, they're going to give you 50% off and they're already affordable and you're going to get them half off. If you get two or more pairs by using my code DNVR over at shadyrays.com and shady rays also has fantastic customer service and return policy. You can exchange a new pair or return them for free within 30 days if you don't like them, if you want another pair. So check out Shady Rays where they're going to take care of you. Use that code DNVR over over at ShadyRays.com. And if somehow you were blinded by something, mm. by, and then because you weren't wearing Shady Rays. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, oh, good transition. Uh, you did it. I'm trying here. Uh, be sure to... Smash the two. Call 222-2222. Bacchus and Shanker. You guys know them. They are here for you. Any kind of injury case where you were not at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, they can help you if you were injured at work. They're the absolute best. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. They win for Colorado families, helping Colorado um, and those who were seriously injured here for more than 25 years. We all know that they have won over a billion dollars for their clients, which is a whole lot of money. Um, so if you need to sue, make sure you smash the two, 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 Bacchus and Shanker. Did I, Nailed did it. I leave a two off though? Two, 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 two. I love, I left. Left a couple twos off there. I think, but it's all yeah. the twos. It's, it's a, just it's, twos. it's all the twos. You Pretty guys know easy. that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you guys also know it hit us with a thumbs up. We're almost at 300, and I know we got so many more people watching. So hit us with a thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. And I feel like Todd over 700 like people. It. Todd should have done that read. No, you nailed so it. Todd's so much better at the reads, y'all. No, you Alex, killed it. Hit us with a thumbs up to show Alexis Gosh, yeah. support. So That's a what she needs. Hit the thumbs up. Nothing makes me feel more insecure than an ad read. <laughs> and you nailed it. You nailed it. Although you hear's probably gonna clip it Yahir, and be chill, like, no, yeah. Chill. Calm I don't yourself, need Bacchus and Shanker to know that I left off a couple twos. He's like, clip that one off. I don't know what you're, know what you're talking about. But where's your mic? You hear? Ah, yep, yep. Everyone, uh, you hear, is working without a mic. Sure. They love to give him crap for that. Speaking sure. of the people. Should we hop into the comment section? Talk to the people. We got a couple super chats, right? You hear? They can't hear what you said. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> all right. First super chat coming in from our friend C. Ghost, who says, I got my Chicago tailgate tickets. Let's go. Yep. And I believe this is the last day or two that you can get tickets to join us in Chicago. We're taking our show on the road. Chicago week four. Make sure to go to the DNVR to get your tickets to join us there if you want to go. That's going to be a blast. A next one coming in from Damien, Iowa Broncos fan. Lindsay says, uh, what do they say you hear? Just giving us a super chat. We appreciate that. If you have anything else, 
Make sure to just drop your comment and we'll pull it up as well. Uh, David Wilder says, good evening. Uh, Chad, Scott, and Dylan, and Broncos country. I was pleasantly... Are you Chad, Alexis? I'm Is that Chad. you? You're Chad. I could be your are Chad. you Scott? Uh, I'll be, yeah. You're Scott and uh, I'm Dylan. All right. I was pleasantly surprised with Albert O tonight. I was also very pleased with Drew Sanders. McLaughlin may become the new Terrell Davis. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. That would be something. That would be you crazy. You know, I said that about Philip Lindsay, too. So let's not get crazy. I mean, you weren't, I mean, okay, you were far off, but like not that. I mean, he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but no. he was the first, wasn't he the first running back, back undrafted back. running back yeah. to ever have a thousand yards? And then he did back yeah. to back. Yeah. He did. I know. That's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, it's not and Terrell he's a Davis. Buff. Go. Yeah, he has a but buff. Still. Less than a week away from your buffs kicking I know, off. I know, finally. Who Sac State have week one? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably whoop whoever it is. <laughs> TCU. I, I have the buffs beating TCU. So. Wow. Dang. Hopefully you're over at DraftKings or Bet365 because I believe they're plus 600. A, yeah. Yeah, 20 and a half point underdogs. This is the first year I probably wouldn't have wanted to play CU as Oh. Any other year, I feel like we could have took them, but they're gonna be pretty dominant <laughs> no, this year. No, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dion changing some things up, man. Coach, Coach Prime. Oh yeah, sorry, Coach, Coach Prime. Prime. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, all right, Katie is oh, chiming in. Says, "How about a saying, Bassy? He has looked so good in preseason. Oh, Alberto also earned his spot tonight. Don't trade him. We will regret it. Yeah, and coaches. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Todd." But just not just coaches. The NFL likes to play scared and mm -hmm. act scared. And they that's why a lot of the times you see teams do innovative things that other teams are just afraid to do because it's different and they don't want to look stupid if it looks wrong or, mm -hmm. or goes wrong. And so teams are scared of losing a guy and then looking silly because yep. they cut him or traded him. Yeah, because how bad would you – I mean, losing a guy and cutting a guy that was good is just as bad as – Wasting three first round picks on a quarterback like, <laughs> <laughs> that you end up trading for a fourth I round. Like, like it's, it's just a bad look for your organization. It makes you look like you guys couldn't make good decisions. You guys fumbled the ball and you guys don't know what you're doing. So um, we don't want to be in that boat. It's such a subtle jab. And I love it. I just <laughs> love a good subtle jab here yeah. at uh, eight or 1123 p.m. Uh, that one feels good. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what Should the Bronx have traded a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance? No. Let's just scoff at the idea. No. We we don't have draft capital to be. That's fair. To be it's wasting fair. on a on potential maybe that not even the 49ers can figure out what to do with. But That's a good point. If Kyle mm -hmm. Shanahan if can't Kyle, figure it out. If Kyle out. Shanahan can't figure it out. Actually, really, if Mike Shanahan can't figure it out because he spends <laughs> all his time yeah. there. He does. And... I don't know. What do you think, Todd? Um, you know, we keep talking about guys that figure it out in year three or four. Mm. Um, like Albert O. Like mm. Albert O. I can't say that. I don't I think he's gonna figure it out at some point. Maybe not be a pro bowler, but I think he'll figure yeah. it out to the extent of where he'll be a solid quarterback, be able to make some plays for somebody and maybe a solid backup throughout his career. Um, so I don't know. I, I might have spent a fourth rounder just to see if it worked out. I don't think a fourth rounder is something that you will get talked about for or you know yeah feel like you made a forget. bad decision i think in the end if he does work out it'll be a great pickup for dallas mm. oh i think yeah. it's a perfect spot for yeah. him behind dak because dak's there's no pressure on trey lance this yeah. year because it's yeah. all dak's team but 
people, it seems like, want Dak out yeah. all the time. And now they've got a perfect um, – maybe he's he's more of a, a Hail Mary at this point, but mm-hmm. they still got a chance at, at getting their guy with Trey. Yeah. Um, and to me, it, it comes down to for this year, would you rather have Ben DiNucci or Trey Lance? Uh, ben DiNucci in a fourth or Trey Lance? I'd probably rather have Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter. Broncos decide not to go that way. And it doesn't seem like the Broncos had interest. Um, I think there were yeah, a couple of teams so. that showed interest but weren't willing to give up a fourth like Dallas was. All right. Just really quick on the Alberto yeah. thing. I just think it's funny to see everybody in the chat tonight being like, don't trade Alberto. Oh, my gosh. Alberto was a lock for this team. Like, I'm not saying you guys were the ones three <laughs> of weeks course ago. Not. Of course not. <laughs> not you guys, but there were people oh, who yes. literally, when I interviewed Alberto, yeah. it was like, why would you interview this person? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I just want to point out that Alberto deserves to be in the chat tonight yep. as a lock. Yep. And I love this for him. I absolutely love this. I love some of the fans that have to eat their own words. It's like, makes me so happy. And I love the people who have been supporting him since day one in Denver and who never got off the Alberto train. Cause I think we all know, I mean, he's coming off a big injury too. his first year towards ACL. Like he's yeah. had a lot of setbacks and I just love the fact that people are supporting him right now. So yes, team Albert, everybody in the chat team, Albert. Yes. Alberto should love you because if you never interview him, Maybe we're not talking about this tonight. I don't think that I had anything to do with this. I don't it's, know. it's ironic that there's like a little <laughs> sprinkle of like fairy dust every time that I interview somebody. And I do it. Does intention matter? Because I did intend to interview Isang Bassi. Remember that? Yep. Yep. And that did. like somehow fell through. I wasn't able to get him that day. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple sleepers. But. And uh, also joint practice number two is saying Bassi had an interception yep. in the end zone and a PBU, PBU back to back plays yep. in the end zone. So, I mean, he's doing okay. it more or he's doing more uh, than just in the games as well. All right. Next one coming in from uh, uh, CTOD Ghost. Oh, says, my question is for Alexis. Since the Broncos won, will you consider staying with DNVR Broncos for the whole season now? You can fire Hank if you want. I would fire Hank. <laughs> I would love to Hank, fire you're Hank. gone fired. Only because he's a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I don't know. Should I consider staying? We'd love it. We'd love it. Maybe if we can get to 400 likes. Oh, man. That's late in the game, too. 400 likes. We need a lot of likes if you want Alexis to hang around. And I know everyone wants Alexis to hang around. Yeah, wow, we're not even half the way. Come, Come on. on. Hit us with a thumbs up because, Alexis, every time that you're not here, everyone's like, where's Alexis? Why isn't she on? Because they want my hot takes. Yes. My yes. invaluable football knowledge. Yeah, we all know you hate Michael Burton right now. I so. don't hate Michael Burton. That's just, I just needed to, I don't know. Just here to stir the chat hot box take. up a little I, bit. I you absolutely know what I mean? love that. And Damien coming in with a long super chat, which is Holy. going to allow a lot of people to hit the thumbs up right now. Damien says, uh, I had to watch them lose last year on Christmas Day in front of my girlfriend's family that are diehard Chiefs fans. Yikes. Felt like a, a consolation prize tonight. Was this a statement game for Sean Payton? It's the preseason, but I think it's a great game for Sean Payton. A great way to get your first win, 41-0. I think that momentum will carry over, so hopefully this leads to more statement games. Um, This one, I think, was a good one. I don't know if it was a statement, but it was a good one. This is a good tone setter, like I said earlier. This is a good, like, culture 
moment bond team bonding moment i feel like it, it's a nice way to head into these this next break of a week and then um getting ready for game week week one against the raiders this it, is like a good feeling in the room especially mm-hmm. with like the shitty feeling that's coming up the next 48 hours i, uh, I can't yeah, imagine being in that building um especially someone that's on the bubble but even like even Todd, when you had your contract and you knew that you weren't going to be cut and you knew you were fine the next 48 hours, it still just has to kind of stink mm-hmm. knowing that 40 or 53 guys are going to be on this team, but 37 guys are going to lose their job. Now, a lot of them are going to so be signed sad. back on the practice squad. Some mm-hmm. are going to be signed by other teams, but I mean, 37 guys, almost a third of your team is, is, is going to lose their jobs and lose their dreams mm-hmm. over these next 48 hours. It has to be just awful. Yeah, it's a tough day, man. It's kind of like, what is it, Black Black Sunday, Black Monday, yep. where all the coaches get fired? Yeah. Um, it's tough because you got a lot of young guys, and most of them are guys that um, haven't made a name for themselves. They haven't got to a, per, a paycheck or a second contract. So these are all guys that are super hungry that you kind of are watching their dreams kind of like fade away. And, you know, some get signed and some just go home and never get to play again. Yeah. So it's definitely a tough day and I don't wish it on anybody. Um, yeah, I think football is a hard sport. It's, it's one of the only professions where everything you do is judged by the masses. And then when you're fired, everybody gets to see it and it's thrown out on the national media and you yeah. kind of got to live with it. So... Um, it's a tough job. Yeah, really tough job. Um, and uh, don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, can... oh, I hope this isn't. I hope this isn't a statement game for Sean Payton. Because uh-huh. oh, if yeah. a pre, if the final preseason game is your statement game, oh boy, this is gonna be another rough era for Broncos well, country. It's a great game for everybody who is a backup player or somebody that's going home, because yeah. all the guys that get to go home get to talk about this for the rest of their lives. And everybody who's a backup but doesn't get to play the rest of the season is like, man, if they had me in, when, we, when, when I was in, we won 41-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what these guys 100%. are doing. So it'll be good for all those guys. Yeah. Really stinks for the Rams, though. Yeah. Gosh. Like traveling home, too, like you said, that plane ride, that oh, can't be too fun. It's quiet. It's <laughs> yeah. real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I just think what's interesting, too, about losing like that, like they kicked our ass on Christmas. I understand that they, there wasn't a single starter, like, Sean McVay does not believe in starting his starters in the preseason, but mm-hmm. like to go from such like an ass kicking on Christmas day to like this kind of ass kicking in preseason, it's, it feels good, but I don't think that's, I mean, we're not writing any ships that way. Like no. that ass kicking just stays locked in our brains until we get to meet them again in the, in the regular season. And you know who will remind you probably right away that they were not here last Christmas? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He'll be like, oh, that He'll was not like, well, my, that team. my team. I'm not associated with that <laughs> team yeah. one bit. In fact, we're doing the opposite of what they did last year. And we're going to wear of, white jerseys. Yeah, we're going to wear game. white jerseys mm-hmm. for a home game. Also, there's a new flag, a new American flag out there. That could have been a Sean Payton decision. The other one, like, went across the field now it's like in the end zone wasn't a sean payton decision it decided before the season it was decided before why yes it sounds like Um, you have some insight on this i do have some insight i was in these game entertainment meetings uh they just wanted more space on the field um that old flag the way it kind of came in front of the visiting team and then took up all that space like as you can tell like the way that the anthem singer and the parade of colors. It had to do with a few different things. Also, you'll notice like there's not the big long like three minutes of parade of colors. I don't think there was tonight. I wasn't there. I didn't notice. Yeah. So it shouldn't 
be like that anymore. And that's why the parade of colors was already there when the team ran out of the tunnel. Um, so they just wanted to change up the entire look, the feel, the pacing of pregame. Um, and to put the flag there, it's easier to get on, easier to get off. We got an expert. I was, I love I was this. in the game. I like love game entertainment. I, that's where I started way back in the day with the Denver Nuggets and um, game, game entertainment is really fun. So yeah, I was in those meetings. Well, we like your game entertainment on our show more. Thanks. Yeah. I'll try to nice. stick around if we can get to 400 likes. <laughs> yeah. Got, got 30 <laughs> more. 30, Hit us with the more. thumbs up. One more thing about, uh, I guess this is not really game entertainment, but the uh, new Jumbotron mm -hmm. is so big Perfect. that with field goals, when the Broncos are kicking a field goal, looking that direction, they turn it completely black mm -hmm. and just put a little Broncos logo mm -hmm. in the middle. What do they do in the opposition? Leave it normal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little home field advantage that there. And, and I like that they're maximizing that. they just like that. turn the brightness up too? <laughs> yeah, like, like you went so on your good. iPhone, just turn the brightness up? I wonder if, I mean, there's gotta be some rules against doing something like that, right? Can they yeah, strobe? Could exactly. they do anything? Exactly. You have to think that there's rules no. against that or else yeah. why wouldn't you? blind yeah. them real quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being like i don't know like sportsmanship is probably uh, why you yeah i don't care right? you're, you're playing to win yeah ah uh, yeah <laughs> i mean i like I, i'm sure we can call somebody and ask yeah that's i'm gonna have to research you I know can, yeah people. you know, you know people <laughs> i'll let you know the next time i see you <laughs> yes please do yeah. um but i i kind of like that little 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 difference to help and apparently brett maher liked it because mm -hmm. went perfect oh. today yeah and the Rams missed, although the Rams missed when they were kicking the other direction. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, hmm. one more super chat. I've been trying to delay so we can get to 400 Doesn't likes, like so Alexis to. can stay. Hit us with 19 more likes on 17 more likes on this final super chat. Bradley Howard says had to make an impromptu trip from Athens, Georgia, nice. to Savannah tonight. Glad to have y'all on the trip with me this late. Hope everything's okay, Bradley. Thank you so much for rolling with us. And got to give a shout-out to everyone that came by the DNVR tailgate tonight for a preseason game. Yeah. It was pretty fun. I mean, we had Spirit Hound there. We had Snarfs there. We had so many people, including got to give a shout-out to uh, our new friends, Sean and Hillary, who traveled from Baltimore to be at this game they're going to come to the chargers game later this year so it was awesome to meet you awesome to meet everyone else at the tailgate any final thoughts seven more likes any final thoughts on this preseason game um broncos schedule the next few days yeah tomorrow i think the broncos are doing some meetings and stuff mm -hmm. watching the tape enjoying it yep. monday i believe it's a player's day off tuesday is cut day mm -hmm. which is a tough day by 2 p.m the Broncos have to cut their rosters by 37 players. Wednesday and Thursday they practice. Then they're off for the weekend until they're back the next week for the start of Raiders week. So we're Rolling. gonna be taking tomorrow off, and then we'll be back this entire week with you guys. Any other any final thoughts? Uh, no, I think we hit 400. So oh. uh, that was quick and easy. It uh, was. Appreciate you guys for that, man. Thumbs up. That was great. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. Alexis, you want to stay around for the season? I'll stay around. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Is this official? You're my boss. It, it's official. <laughs> it's official. Let's go. Alexis likes, Perry. Guys, thank you. Todd Davis, James Palmer, 
Henry Chisholm. And maybe one more special thing in the works. Uh -oh. These two don't even know about it yet. Yeah, here. RK as well. He's not the special thing. Thank you, though. RK as well. Um, we are so appreciative that everyone's rolling with us at 11.37 p.m., almost midnight on a Saturday night. Thank you all so much. And we will see you on Monday. Stay tuned. We're going to be previewing exactly how this roster is going to boil down. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.